Are you vanilla or kink curious? Then you will be right at home here on the Discover Your Kinky Self podcast, sponsored by Arouser.com. We give you expert sex advice and opinions related to all things kink, fetish, and beyond. From sexologists to sex chat hosts themselves, we have you covered when it comes to gaining a deeper understanding of what arouses you from experienced adults. If you want to learn better ways to get laid or simply get more sexual pleasure online, sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the Discover Your Kinky Self podcast. Today, I'm chatting with one of our lovely chat hosts on Arouser.com. We're getting into all the naughty, kinky, filthy details that are related to having a CNC fetish from a female's perspective. Hi, Eden. Thanks for joining us today. How long have you been using the Arouser platform? Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, I have been using it for, God, going on maybe two years now. How are you feeling? You getting comfortable? Yeah. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Do you mind telling the audience if uh, where you are currently based? Yeah, so I am based in the UK, um, Wales to be precise. Okay, perfect. And how about we just get like right into the dirty stuff? <laughs> no, per- perfect. perfect. Uh, when did you first discover you had a CNC fetish or kink? You know, it was one of the first things I ever remember kind of recognizing within myself. Um, Even when I was, you know, really very young, the idea kind of made me feel good in a way that I kind of didn't recognize before. Um, And then obviously when I grew up a little bit and kind of developed, um, you know, a a sense of sexuality and, um, you know, recognition that certain things can be fun. um, There were, you know, things like my first boyfriend, you know, kind of held me against you know, my neck and, you know, told me he was going to do things to me, whether I liked it or not, in a very fun way and in a way that was very, you know, um, consensual on both parties. But there was something about it that was just absolutely intoxicating. Um, and from there, that kind of just grew and grew and grew into something I've just really um, fallen in love with. <laughs> You've always been into it is what you're telling me. Yeah, always. Absolutely always. The first time I remember recognizing within myself. That's cool. Okay. Uh, how did you play out your first CNC kink? So I guess you kind of touched on it. Was it your, that boyfriend you had? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, so we kind of fell into it in a way. Um, we had wonderful communication, which I think is vital <laughs> um, in, in lots of kinks, you know, in any sexual interaction, you need good communication. But I think when we look into things like CNC, um, it's, paramount to to know what the boundaries are to be able to communicate to know your partner etc um so in that moment you know he kind of held me against the wall and he held me against he held me by my neck um and you know he was saying no I'm going to fuck you I'm going to fuck you in your pussy and then I'm going to fuck you in your ass and then I'm going to make you suck my cock and there's nothing you can do about it um and there was just like the power in his eyes and the knowledge that I was completely um, at his mercy was one of the most incredibly hot and sexy things I've ever experienced. <laughs> you see, I think this is a good thing to touch on, Eden, how he was describing what he was going to do to you. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, it's like kind of 
it's consenting, non-consenting, because he's letting you know what's about to occur. How is the scene going to play out? He's not just yeah. doing random things to you and you have no idea what is coming. He's taking yeah. control over what he's going to do to you. I, do you think there's a distinction between that and a guy who thinks he's playing CNC? Because these things can be dangerous if they're not done in the right way, clearly, right? Lack of communication, lack of confidence, lack of experience is the biggest thing with kink or sex in general. If a guy is just doing things to you, thinking he's getting kinky CNC play because he's just doing things to you and you have no idea what's coming, do you think that lacks consent in that behavior? You know what I mean? Do you know, do you see how that could go? It could go two ways. It could be great or it could be really negative if it's not something you were prepared for, but by him preparing you for what he was about to do allowed you to consent and without saying it, without saying I consent, it was allowing you to consent or not because it's giving you a moment to, to maybe say your safe word and set a boundary of something you don't want him doing to you. Absolutely. I completely agree. You know, having that kind of like that list of, okay, this is what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is that kind of like, are we okay to continue? Yep. Okay, great. Um, particularly as you know, in situations like this, sometimes communication can get, you know, maybe a bit skewed or a bit mis- misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, again with cnc possibly more so than most other kinks you know sex generally but particularly uh cnc when in doubt stop i think is the main thing. like if there's even an inkling that the person you're with just isn't quite responding in the way that you're expecting or something just doesn't feel right that you can't put your finger on stop make sure everything's okay you know, the worst that will happen is that they go, mm, actually, I'm not 100% comfortable with that thing. Maybe we do this instead, you know? And, you know, best case scenario, they'll be like, no, 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 carry on. I'm having a wonderful time. Um, <clears throat> this is yeah. why, this is not to cut you off, um, no. but this is why it's so important. It's consent, non-consent. It's not non-consent, do whatever the fuck you want. No. It is <laughs> on both sides consenting to the non-consent role yeah. play. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. It's play. You know, this isn't real life. This isn't someone genuinely taking control of your body, regardless of what you say and regardless of what you do. That's a very different thing. That's a very bad thing. Um, It's two very willing, very consenting adults having fun together and, you know, letting their boundaries down and, you know, experiencing things that, you know, they maybe not able to in in um, their day-to-day life you know having that intense power or of course having that power taken away from them and all these exciting things um but it is always play you know I, I think that's a really really important distinction um the second something feels a bit scary and not in a fun way or a bit too real um that's when the red lights go on and you yeah. know I've take a step back <laughs> so true Eden all right <laughs> When you're sexting or playing out CNC in real life, as someone with more experience, someone such as yourself, how do you plan out your scene to ensure optimal pleasure and stimulation? That is a very um, case by case, I think. Um, if again, if there if there's a situation where you are so comfortable with someone that you can read their body language very confidently. And there's that um, comf- comfort to communicate as well. So you know for sure that everyone will be willing to stop if they want to stop. Um, 
sometimes it can be spontaneous. You know, you don't need to plan and that's part of, you know, the optimal joy and the optimal pleasure and um, exhilaration and excitement, the fact that it it isn't planned and it kind of puts you even deeper into that fantasy of, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? Um, and, you know, that's the same with sexting as well. You can have that kind of rapport with someone, even through writing. Um, if you don't have that rapport, if you don't feel comfortable to do that, or if you're just someone who likes to know what's going to happen and you prefer that uh, that little bit of planning, um, you know, it's as simple as talking, you know, say, what are you comfortable with? What do you really enjoy? You know, what are your fantasies? What would you love me to do? Is there anything you'd like me to surprise you with? Um, and just really get to know what each other loves. Um, and then going forward, you know exactly what you can do to get your partner absolutely raring to go. Um, and that in itself is so much fun. Um, and it's a, it's a great way to kind of tackle it. Great, great answer, girl. You're so good. You're so good at this. It's ridiculous. I shouldn't have questions for you. I should just let you talk. (laughs) But I do have questions for you. So let us continue. (laughs) Let's go down the list while I have them here. We got to use them. So uh, the next question for you is describe your most thrilling or exciting experience with CNC thus far. It can be real life. It can be sexting or video chatting, whichever one lately or of note you want to tell our listeners about something hot that happened go for it oh my goodness that is a question (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit of a an interesting one actually um because there was an experience I had um I was um sleeping next to this guy um you know we weren't we weren't quite in a relationship we were a little bit more um, relaxed than that um but we were very familiar with each other <laughs> um and one of my one of my personal favorite things um with cnc and again you really need um confidence with the person you're with um but things like um intoxication things like you know doing things while the other person is asleep um you know having that absolute control over someone um so I was sleeping next to him um and I vaguely vaguely woke up um with you know his hands all over me you know he had a hard cock um which was a wonderful thing to wake up to um and you know he was rubbing it against my ass you know evidently trying to go for my asshole and you know just kind of almost warming me up while I was asleep um and you know there was even just in his in his nature um there was this kind of strength and his power about it um and as he kind of felt me stirring and kind of started to feel me waking up a bit you know he kind of amped it up a little bit and you know again he was straight on it he was like I'm gonna fuck you in the ass and you're gonna take every single inch and you know he did incredibly dominant things like he held his hand over my mouth over my neck you know kind of really restrained me um and it was one of the most incredibly hot things I've ever experienced um and you know we were really lucky um to have such an incredible connection I suppose that he knew I'd be completely okay with that and I was absolutely okay with it and I knew that you know it's kind of thrilling and, and and interesting as it was it wasn't scary you know I never once felt 
like I was being taken advantage of or um, kind of in danger or anything like that, not even a little bit. Um, it was just absolute pleasure. <laughs> and it was really one of the hottest things I've ever experienced. Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Safe tips for newbies new to CNC kink play. Do you have a couple quick ones you want to share with the world? Safe, quick tips for kink CNC play. Communication. <laughs> I, I think that's the one and only one. You know, going back to what I said, if there is even the slightest hint, even if you can't put your finger on it, you just think something feels wrong, stop. Um, that's the biggest thing. Just yeah. make sure everyone is 1000% happy. Okay, perfect. Uh, what are some misconceptions about CNC role play you've experienced stigmas around? Uh, oh, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, there's things like um, the the people who are the dominant party, you know, the people who are the the um, are kind of the, the aggressors in the in the situation. Um, that they're just playing out their dark desires, and you know, it's going to lead them on to maybe genuinely doing something very, very unpleasant to someone. Not true at all. <laughs> um the the people who are the you know the more submissive in the in the arrangement um that they're they're damaged or that they're just being abused or they're letting someone abuse them um or that you know they're hurting themselves in some way not true in any way (laughs) um it's one of the most trusting things you can do with a partner Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so any any suggestion that either party are either a victim or an aggressor um, is it's it's not true. <laughs> it's very it's a big misconception, and that's why people feel it's shameful to be into this kind of thing. Because yeah. for the woman, I think the woman might feel like, oh, maybe it means like maybe it's tied to some trauma I've had in the past or am I bringing this kind of thing into my life? Is this like a bad omen for me to be into it, even though I haven't had like any sort of, you know, actual rape happen to me or anyone actually take over my body. I've never allowed it happen to happen to me before. Is this like allowing that into my realm? Is it dirty for me to feel that way? And then for men, it's like the stigma would be, you might be an aggressor. You might go on to like rape and pillage your entire town. In fact. <laughs> And if you're into this. Exactly. And it's just not true. Um, And it's funny as well, because like, I think it can be very, very complex for those who have experienced, you know, sexual assault or sexual abuse in the past, because they're like, but I've gone through this. Why am I enjoying it? Why do I want it? Right. Um, And it's so natural, like whether it's giving you the power of your body again, um, you know, going, experiencing it again and helping you process it in a controlled environment, um, or whether it's just you happen to enjoy it, you know, regardless of what unfortunate things have happened in the past. It's all so normal and it's all so okay. And, you know, the the more we kind of blow away the stigma of it and start talking about it, the more people will realise that, it's incredibly normal, regardless of your experiences. And it's actually really common. Like it's a very yeah, common. It is. It's much more common when you remove the stigma and, and shame and public scrutiny around being into fetish and kink. That's much yeah. more common. It's much more human to react this way, to stimuli. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's 
it's just two people having fun or multiple people having fun. You know, why limit it to two if you have to? There we go. Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, list three reasons why our members or potential new members to Arouser after listening to this amazing podcast you've been an amazing guest on should start a chat session with you. Um, I'm wonderfully open-minded. <laughs> There's not much I wouldn't say no to. Um, I have a very good way with words. I can assure you, I will paint the picture you want to see in your head and add to it. Um, and I'm very sweet and I'm very friendly and, uh, you'll have a very good time with me. Perfect. Uh, Eden, (laughs) as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experiences about CNC kink and consent in general, your dope. And I guess, uh, bye adios. We'll, We'll see you soon. Oh, wait, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Loved Yay. It. Thank you so much for joining the Discover Your Kinky Self podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. Also, we love getting podcast reviews. Let us know how much you enjoyed yourself today by dropping us a five-star kinky review. We hope you learned something new after spending time with us. And if you want more sex talk, head over to arouser.com. That's spelled A-R-O-U-S-R. See you soon.